Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 Scottish Open Picks, Barbasol Championship Picks, plus the one and done, plus the bets, and some giveaways. So, remember to smash the like button for the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, leave me your best double option down in the comment section, and... Playing the Listeners League for the Scottish Open this week on DraftKings. The link is down in the description. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake. Only 2,500 spots. It's about half full. Thanks for taking Monday off with the rest of us. I hope you had a great holiday weekend, be it in America or be it in Canada, because they just both, you know, a Friday, Monday. Boom, that's a super long weekend for everyone. It's fantastic news. So hopefully it was a great time. You're, you're reinvigorated. You're probably listening to this on a Tuesday afternoon and still, like, fighting off the hangover. Hopefully Jeff and I can get that through for you. I got some giveaways for Open Championship Week. We'll have the full Open Championship schedule. I will be live with Tambo, 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday for the DraftKings Pick Show for the Scottish Open. Plus, we'll be taking your questions. And then on Friday, got a special guest for the research show, the weekend, DraftKings Picks, and boom, we're back off to the races for the year's final major. So I got two big giveaways. I might add some to the docket here throughout the course of the week. And you're going to find out how to do these in the newsletter. So sub to the newsletter down in the description. Completely free to join. That's actually ballots in the prize pool. Instead of doing like 100 bucks here, 200 bucks here, one prize, 500 bucks, straight cash, if you rate and review the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you've already done it, this is your chance to get back in. You know, five-star review, something you enjoy about the show, Twitter handle or email so I can contact you if you're a winner. That's worth a lot of ballots. How many? Well, you'll find out in the newsletter. There's one super way to get a bunch of ballots into this. So $500 cash, and I have from the Augusta National Store a men's large black Augusta National polo to give away as well. Might add some stuff to that list. Those are the two big giveaways for Open Championship Week. Obviously, I won't draw those probably for like another week and a half, so you got time. With all of this stuff, check out the football shows or download them, even if you don't care. Jeff Feinberg, we hit a winner. It was fun to hit a winner, wasn't it? You hit a winner. I so was you. just smart enough to listen. No, I hit it. I tailed you. Uh, you put Moronk out there. I sort of wax poetic about why he's good. Uh, but it was clearly your case that had me um, put a little money on him. So yeah, that was, that was fun. I honestly didn't see a single shot. I honestly didn't see much of any golf 
at all this past week. So I had first in Ireland, uh, poor Bez. Bez made a run, but no one was catching post. But Goddard got the full each way. Denny McCarthy missed a three-foot putt on 18 wow. to drop from fifth down to sixth. And all of a sudden, Goderup gets his full chop out on the 33-1 to for the top five. So that was fantastic news. Would have preferred Bez win because I actually had a Bez double with Moronk, which would have been absolutely what? hilarious. Well, I just played everyone together in like a round robin. Uh, so I think it would have paid like, yeah, it was like a dollar bet. I think it would have paid something like, I don't know, like 3,500 bucks or something. It would have been nice. Put it that way. Uh, should have played the each ways on those. Cause I had a bunch of guys near the very top. Cause Aaron Rye, although Aaron Rye kind of buggered off at the Irish open after a hot start on Sunday, how was your viewing? I guess you said you didn't view anything, but it was a very interesting week. I think for people trying to watch golf, I was away until Sunday afternoon and I found myself, I woke up early because you know, kids, you wake up early. There's no sleep sleeping in anymore. I, I turned around at the alarm clock uh, after a heavy night of drinking on Friday, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, it's 645. I think I can go back to bed on this one. Didn't make it past 830, so I was up like before everyone else, flicked on the TV at the lodge, and boom, we got some Euro Tour golf. So I watched a ton of the Irish Open and then throughout the day, and we had some downtime. The one big thing about Live is just being able to bring it up on YouTube. You just watch it on your phone. I know you can do that with like the other apps, but it's very convenient being on YouTube. And I had friends asking me like, what, what is this live thing? What's going on? So I watched a bit of that. Uh, they fixed the leaderboard a little bit. That was really nice. One tip for the live broadcast. It's nice that they show this happened earlier. This is like a live shot. I think that's pretty cool. That they put that up on the screen. I'd like to know <laughs> like what shot and the yardages where people are from time to time. That would also be nice. But I think that's like an API integration thing where maybe they're down the road. They're going to have that a little bit more. And then I sat home and I watched the end of the Irish. Uh, when I got home, I uh, watched Marunk close it out. I was watching it in the car. I let my wife take over halfway through the driving. It's like, I'm going to stream this on my phone and watch the end of it. Then I watched the end of the John Deere. Like, it was a nice, after missing out on like Friday and most of Saturday golf, it was nice to get back into it on Sunday. I, I didn't really enjoy the John Deere because it was a bit of a runaway, but there was guys that looked like they could have made moves and just didn't want it, Jeff. Uh, yeah, I honestly saw none of Sunday and there was a pocket on Saturday, you know, sort of in that down in the sun all day before dinner time, uh, you know, down downtime where I was lying on the couch watching a little bit of John Deere and watching a little bit of live. I'm a YouTube premium guy. It's one of the few services that um, I don't mind, I guess, paying for or seeing you know, getting notifications that I've been rebuilt for something that one bothers me less. Um, so it, it made that more enjoyable. I have a couple thoughts on live. I'm once again, the, the, as an event completes Pat or within a day of it, it's a win. A strike is a strike. A strike is a strike. Their second event was better than their first event, not only in the field, but it seemed like, they, they got a little bit better in some ways, and they go back to people that called it dead before it started. So to not call this a win, if you've ever been involved in any company that succeeded over time, you probably laugh at the days you were there on like day one and day two. So that event happened. This field was better. Uh, uh, unequivocally a win. Unfortunately for them, Patrick, their biggest loss came is if you didn't see any part of live, the only soundbite or the biggest soundbite that left live 
was the Taylor Gooch one. <laughs> so that's an epic fail because that literally is that is what went viral after what was a win of an event for them that they simply just by pulling it off, I give them a win, let alone things that you say they've improved. So that's bad. I don't know whether DJ pranked him to say it, whether Liv paid him a fortune to say it, or whether he's as stupid as he advertises himself. But that was the dumbest thing that could have been said. Also, my main takeaway from Liv in the 17 minutes I watched that. (laughs) Nothing in the history of man that has had to tell you it's cool. It's cool. And the best thing going is ever cool. And the best thing going cool and refreshing. If you have to tell me it's cool and refreshing and it's not a summer drink, you suck. Stop telling me you're cool. Stop it. I watched for 16 minutes. Stop it. Nothing that's ever cool has to tell you it's cool. Period. Nothing that's ever the thing to be watching has to constantly remind you it's the thing to be watching. Stop it. Maybe they're trying to advertise themselves as the fresca of golf. And then all of a sudden it makes a lot of sense. Unless you're a a summer beverage, you are not allowed to advertise yourself as cool and refreshing or beat me over the head with those sorts of comments. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm far from cool. But I know one thing about cool is no one who's cool tells you how cool they are ever. It's like being a rich guy. If someone has to tell you how much money they have, they probably don't have that much money. The smartest guy in the room never tells you he's the smartest guy in the room. Everyone in the room just knows he's the smartest guy in the room. It's the same. The funniest guy in the room doesn't tell you how funny he is. You're just in that room for a half hour and you know that's the funniest guy in here. It's it. So there. But again, a win, Pat. A win. And we spoke about it last week, how polarizing it could be with the schedule. And they're no idiots. I mean, they took on RBC. Not really aware that RBC's got some panache. And, and well, they haven't turned any of those guys into spokesmen, they, they, something was going to happen there that was going to rally the troops. The John Deere's just a dead fish, and, and they beat it down. Um, and they'll do it again next year. Um, and we'll see. I, there's another event coming. I'm sure the field will be stronger. It'll be really interesting to see who gives a shit about any of it during football season. But, um, yeah. When, uh, um, a win is is a win and it's great to see like like when the media bullies brooks kapka that might be my favorite thing about live to be honest at this present moment in time well let's kind of shift because they won a lawsuit ian poulter won a lawsuit against the your the dp world tour so he can play in the scottish open this week and it looks like otagi and justin harding all got themselves into the field as well <laughs> we're recording this early on a tuesday morning does that mean reed and brooks if these guys wanted to play that they could play too i'm sure you don't have an answer for that but that was just me thinking yeah, i don't out loud. i followed that briefly it seemed like it was an independent lawsuit by poulter uh, that's a, a big, small victory, certainly for the live players. I would expect Reed's name to show up in that. I, um, I, 
how do you put this? I was dead wrong about the path I thought Keith Pelly would take in this. Um, he looks like he's playing interesting middleman who's just getting paid from both sides. I think that's how he wants to game this. Okay, then I then I don't think I was wrong. Then I think I was actually right. I just like I think he took um, I think he took the PGA Tour money probably in the back of his mind, knowing hey, this is a big win for us in terms of getting an injection of both talent, sharing of players, more high profile events, new sponsors. And knowing in the back of his mind, it's like, well, we might lose these lawsuits too. We're probably not even going to fight them all that hard. And you know, we've already locked in, I assuming they've already locked in the PGA money, that maybe that there's some sort of deal and star power that they can get with the Live. If the Live guys are actually banned from the PGA events and that doesn't get overturned, and the only place that these guys can play other events for world ranking points is the DP World Tour, it's a big win for the DP World Tour. Uh, certainly. I mean... <laughs> Jesus, it's funny to think that me and Billy Ho, uh, Billy Ho had some comments this morning telling uh, they're very harsh towards the live guys. Uh, I don't want to just um, paraphrase them, but he pretty much told them to like, shut up, go away, stop trying to double dip, you stupid hypocrites. Well, I did paraphrase a lot of that, but the gist and yeah, when words come out of Billy Horschel's mouth and I'm like, whoa. Hey, now, Billy. That's rare, so go Billy. Well, the double dip is interesting. I actually listened to the Fantasy Golf Degenerates with Tambo and Kenny Kim this morning. I thought that Tambo had some... I mean, I'll talk to him more about it tomorrow, so I don't want to double dip on that. But I thought he had some interesting comments about the Live Tour. And I guess, like, my spin on it would be people are so upset that these guys are hypocritical when it comes about... Like, I mean, Pat Perez kind of said, like, he's here for the money. (laughs) That's it. That's why they're all there, is for the money. Bryson, Brooks, doesn't matter who it is. It's not about this relaxed schedule. But I do find it funny that the people off the hop who just instinctively just they have a big problem with Liv, fair enough. And they're mad because, you know, the Liv is coming out, you know, doing their sports washing. They're hypocritical. They're lying about everything. And then the players come out and they're also like lying about why they're there. And then they're mad that they're hypocrites about the lying Maybe I'm not articulating this properly. I'm, I'm trying to come up with a way to do it. If they're all there for the money, and this is a chance to make more money, and like Ian Poulter has come out and said, hey, I just wanted to spend more time with my family or whatever it is. If everyone's lying about the entire thing, and then Ian Poulter wants to play in the Scottish Open, you can't be like, well, I hate them for lying, but I also hate Ian Poulter because he said he's doing this for his family when it's really about the money. When you were stating the entire time that you knew it was about the money. Like, I, I, it seems like every which way you want to have it, you can have it with Liv and hating it. <laughs> And and someone who's far more high profile than us, Pat, I don't know, an ESPN writer made an excellent point last week that really like knocked me over the head in the sense that how many years have we been doing a golf podcast? Seven now? Are we like flirting with seven? Can I I say seven? I believe we're we're eight. We're approaching the 10-year anniversary of both. Eight! About the golf show. I mean, I think next year is the 10th anniversary of the PME. Old. Wow. I was so so much more fiery when I was 25. (laughs) Yeah, edition like 1.0. I came in at the very end of like you just in a dark booth without a camera. (laughs) Like, I think I was at the beginning of, of 2.0. Video. Yeah, you were the beginning of video. Yeah. <laughs> of, of 2.0. So, yeah, I missed, like, 99% of 1.0. My point being is, over the last eight years, the amount of Mondays we have come on here to bury the PGA, bury some players, bury the broadcast, bury the, the sponsors, 
bury the fields. Literally. Literally. We came in here. I was on. I was Paul Bearer. Okay. 60% of shows for seven years. It's like the PGA. We love it. We love golf. We were beholden to it. But we would bury this sucker every chance we got. And then all of a sudden, a new thing comes. And, and like, I defend the PGA Tour. I, I lick its balls. Like, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a dick rider of the PGA Tour. Or I call a strike a strike and give Liv a compliment. I am, like, obsessed with Liv. Or I say, I don't care. Like, the Saudi money isn't what gets me. Like, because that's just a whole cluster expletive of hypocrisy. But if you want to hold it to those players about 9-11 forever, in my opinion, you're also allowed to do that if that's how you feel. I'm like a Saudi dick rider. Like, there's no winning. And you're so smart. And, like, I love the discourse so much. I love the discourse around live more than the live golf itself, certainly at the moment. You are smart, you're genius, but one of the smartest things you do is you kind of avoid that online discourse. You're like, "Uh, I do five shows a week. People want to hear my opinions. They're going to come to my show and do it. I'm not giving it on the Twitter. Twitter's just telling you where to find my show. Uh, um, but, But I don't know. Like, it's impossible to almost have an opinion. But to think I, we're like some PGA Tour dick suckers when we've been doing a show for eight years and every chance we get, we've been willing to bury the PGA Tour is insane. Like, that's insane to me. I just love pro golf. I want pro golf to be great. I'm sad it's been fractured. And I don't know. I just, I'm not I'm not certain what Liv is trying to do is the best for pro golf. That is something i i can say i can say that yeah well and i think our experience with golf comes at it from a different perspective too like how much golf would i be watching if i wasn't betting on golf i'd probably just watch the majors to tell you the truth maybe one of these big tournaments like the genesis or old school arnold palmer invitational when tiger was there every year memorial maybe the canadian open because i'm canadian that would probably be about it it would just be i mean it is kind of still background filler when i'm taking an afternoon nap a lot of the times but i'm constantly following it i'm constantly watching it i'm betting on it i cover it for a living so with the live it's happening it's out there we can bet on it i mean we were betting on fucking marble races at the beginning of COVID. Like, what I've are we talking about here? Two, two, I've already <laughs> lost money on two live events. It's hey, I, I'm, I'm up money lifetime on live. Thanks to my guy, Big Henny's each way in number one. <laughs> I sh- I'm betting the wrong. Is it just only South Africans can win? Is that, is that the move on the live tour? I should have bet the, if someone told me to just play the read each way, but I was like, no, I'm greedy. Like the, the, the value makes sense. As much as the payouts are smaller, the field strength and who can compete seems like maybe those each ways actually have a little bit of um yeah but the live odds are so short with everything like that's why i bet bryson last bryson made a nine on a hole in the final round and shot even par it was the craziest round ever i i recommend you go check out the highlights of bryson's saturday round from the pumpkin patch do you think they paid those people to be there the cameras sometimes came even when they post clips on twitter of great shots the camera work is horrible oh yeah it's it's really weird but all those people miami dolphins social media intern but all of those people uh like walking down like the crowd looked fired up in portland i I don't know i think people in portland there's enough people in portland that like they haven't seen top flight men's golf and you could make fun of that comment or debate it but 
they haven't seen those high-end players come through there in a while, and a lot of people were excited to see it. Like, that's it. Like, uh, I'm not totally shocked by any of that. I will say, Pat, like, Bryson DeChambeau is the only player who comes out and says, I'm doing it. Like, they all kind of say I'm doing it. Some of them do say I'm doing it for money. It's like, I'm doing it for personal business interests. But he's the only person that says, I'm building like a boys and girls club in Dallas. I am building a boys and girls club in Los Angeles. The American Kidney Society is going to get one of the biggest checks they've ever seen because they saved my dad's life two years ago. Like, how do you argue with that? Other than this, Brooks Kepka just sits up there. He doesn't even understand. The only reason they keep coming at Brooks is because he hasn't answered one question without being like the biggest baby bitch. It's like high school, Brooks. That kid you made fun of in high school, you kept poking him because you saw every time you asked him the same question, he answered it like a baby bitch. And the media is treating you like that kid in high school. Answer it one time. It'll end. I promise. I promise. Patrick Reed, you could you could rip this guy to the cow, cows come home. Just answers the questions. He's not defensive. He just answers the questions. You might not believe what he had to say, but he's just answering the questions and not acting defensive. I think I have never I, I, seen I, I a think, guy like Turtle like Brooks. Yeah, but I think Brooks live pressers. Brooks is playing the long game here because eventually. The reason that Liv currently has so much juice is because it's new and people won't stop fucking talking about it. All the people who hate it are just fueling the interest in Liv by nonstop. Whatever's going on with it, it's like, oh, this is happening and this is happening. I think that eventually this is just going to burn itself out and people are going to stop covering it as much, giving it this high profile attention. And then no one's going to be there to ask Brooks questions. So he'll never actually have to answer these questions. Just turtle, turtle, that turtle. Could be it. Then people will, it's it's like the Homer Simpson strategies. Take the punch, take the punch, take the punch, push him over at the end. Take the punch, take the punch, take the punch, and then next year have three surgeries, play two Saudi events and three majors, and and in four years be like, I stole their money. I got all my surgeries every time I had a boo-boo. Right under the knife. Oops, having surgery. Gotta miss another three live events. Oops. Like on the PGA tour. And, and some guys took a lot of criticism for this, Pat. Uh, you know, how dare they say these sorts of things? I do understand, like, players in that, like, read talent tier. Even in a Brooks, when you're hurt, you take the FedEx Cup, cup while being, like, phony and manufactured. Worth a lot of money. New, it's so much money. And almost second to the money is the pride in that number. Every single one of these guys, they're so prideful. They're so prideful. They almost just want to keep playing to just for that number, for that number. Like, I don't want to lose my spot in that race for that number. I'm not talking about even getting strokes for Eastlake. They're just, and the PJ tells you this is like our, our concept is like our Super Bowl. And I could see why a lot of guys, you know, just play. And even though no one's forcing you to play. Just play and play and play and and I'll play hurt or I'll come back from injury sooner because it's a lot of money and I take so much pride in that number and they sell it as our NBA final, our Stanley Cup, our 
our Super Bowl. So I'm taking great pride in that. And not everybody is Rom, Rory, and Justin who can play the amount of events they play and still hold such prominence in the points for obvious reasons. Talent. Um, so I, well, like, people can, like, scoff at that. I could see how, like, to a players in a certain tier that, like, the, the grind in some ways is ex- can be exhausting. And people are probably yelling, they don't have to play. They can play whenever they want. But they take such pride in that number, and they come back from injury probably so much sooner than they need to or or, or should. Um, so I can see it from a certain talent uh, level player's perspective. And we make fun of the FedEx Cup and how it's scheduled and how the points are divvied up in events and field strengths, and that's only there to glad hand sponsors, and it doesn't do the players a service. We talk about these things. We've been talking about it for years. Um yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. As long as they just keep having press conferences, I'll give Liv a click on a Tuesday. I promise. I love them. I can't wait for the Paul Casey one. Because, again, his words have just put him in a pretzel. So, let's see. Dance, Paul, dance. Well, when you're going to get – they when someone's going to cut you a check, I mean, to quote Don Draper, that's what the money's for. Dance. Yeah, okay. That's, that's yeah. what the money's for, man. You get out there, yeah. you take your lumps, and you get your 50 million bucks or whatever it is. I just hope they make them do it. I just hope they make them do it. Sergio's another. Sergio and Brooks, like, not low. Not low. I don't know how you can be that, like, dense. Um, But even, like, Phil and Bryson and Reed and a lot of guys that, like, have said dumb things and say them often have honestly handled a lot of the live stuff better. And it's the reason they're the ones that aren't going to get peppered next time. Well, next time the peppering is going to stay on BK. It's going to go to Sergio. It's going to hit Paul Casey for his first time. Um, um, Certainly, but it's not going to go to Matthew Wolf. Matthew Wolf said freaky things can happen in life. I'm taking this. I'm happy. Like he almost acknowledged Life's full free accident, freak accidents. Literally said that. I'm here. Done. He'll never be asked about this shit again. Ever. Literally. Is Bryson somehow more likable now that he's on the live tour? (laughs) Was this a good career move for him? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I listen, I watched that thing. I liked Reed. Like, my my opinions of the players watching them didn't change. Like, I feel like I'm still going to be, like, a staunch Team Reed guy, even on this tour. And Pat, like, oh, my God. There are, like, people that aren't as in deep as I am in that saw Liv post some clips of a Reed family vacation at the Greenbrier a few weeks ago. <laughs> Jesus. Are they going – well, they are they taking the Greenbrier? Are they going to play there? I like that course. I like it, too. But people like that know that are staunch team reads, like we see that content like often. I see how they dress on like a normal weekend, like regularly. These people are bananas. They're bananas. So I'd love that Liv opened that door a little bit um, and showed people how like funny they truly are. Um, I don't mean like they're telling jokes funny. But I love that group. I love them. I going to live has not changed my feelings about Patrick Reed one bit. I don't. I'll. I'll probably guaranteed. I'm betting him in the next event and the one after that and the one after that. Let's go. 
Overseas, we have a co-sanctioned DP World Tour and PGA event, the Scottish Open. We're pretty used to seeing some bigger names play in this event, but a week before a major, one week from the Open Championship, just down, just we go from North Berwick, we go to St. Andrews. It's not too far away, so it's a very easy trip for the field. But this is essentially, a, it, everyone besides Rory is playing this week in the field. Like, it's all of the best of the best. And this is the fourth consecutive year. The Renaissance Club has hosted this. Previous champions that we have, we got Aaron Rye in the mix when he uh, out-dueled Tommy, your boy, Tommy Fleetwood, in that playoff. That was a more difficult, wind-impacted year. You had Bern Wiesberger going like nuclear earth on Sunday, along with Benjamin Ebel uh, the year before that. And then last year, Min Woo Lee from the clouds comes in and wins a three-man playoff. I believe you had Dietrich in that playoff who ended up losing. And Matt Fitzpatrick was in it as well, all at minus 18. So if the weather stays down, which it's supposed to this week, but it's Scotland, so let's, let's pump the brakes on that just a little bit. I think we're in good shape here. Uh, in terms of what we should expect from a tournament. Nine of the top ten in the world are playing. It's a major field. It's difficult at the top of the board when we start thinking about where we want to go with. Did you make any initial bets just off the hop looking at the board? That's where I want to start with. What do you think are the popular bets this week? Because uh, Ryan Fox's number has been beaten into the ground. <laughs> uh, I bet Hideki Matsuyama, who also has apparently been custed at 35-1. to 1. So that's the bet that I did make. I can see it. Ryan Fox, just, he's been contending everywhere. Um, makes total sense. The field strength makes this one real interesting for me, Pat. Like, I don't know how to attack it. I'm having a real hard time. I got some ideas. Because... Figuring out what to do. Look, look, hold on, we, hold on. Looking at these leaderboards yeah. from the past few years, it's not like they don't get top players to play in this event. It happens. So, like, last year, Jesus, we had Fitzpatrick... Rom, he was seventh. Justin Thomas was eighth. Morikawa famously just made the cut uh, and had a bad weekend. Then obviously he won the following week for the Open Championship to be Championship Golfer of the Year. Scotty Scheffler was T12. Sam Burns had a good week. Tyrrell Hatton played in this field. Bobby Mack, like real names. Will Zalatoris was T26 last year. But it's when you look at the top of the leaderboard, it's like a few of the good names, a few older dudes, and then like random European tour players. Like there is a distinct advantage to being a Euro player at the Scottish Open who just is more familiar with these types of courses. So I do think that long shots are very much in play here. Yeah, no. So I totally agree on that. Um, and normally the week before, I would just say, the week before a major, like we had Spawn, we had KH Lee, then then we finally had a power field in Toronto, and um, Rory powered through it. This one historically does have a a stronger field, and it's been a mixed bag. Like Rory and Phil both won here when they were really good. Yeah, yeah, but they didn't win. Ricky they, Phil, they, they didn't win here though. Okay, so we're strictly speaking Renaissance Club. I'm, I'm, speak, I'm speaking Renaissance more, Club. More macro of the. Um, of the uh of the scottish open oh, this field is so strong but i but i agree i i don't see my, certainly i've written off betting anyone under 25 to one i mean uh, xander's running away with the jp mcmanus right now i just checked in on his live odds as we're recording this. he's minus three thousand to win so he wins the travelers wins jp mcmanus i assume he's like the bet this week that people are going to and it'd be hard to 
really, I mean, he's 18 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. Like he's the fourth favorite. He's after that big group of people. He's the same as like Fitzpatrick ahead of Zalatoris and Cantley and Cam Smith and those type of guys. I, I think my eyes lean more towards this like 25 to 40 range though. I, I think I'm with you there. So that's exactly sort of where my eyes have gone, but my I'm listening when people are trying to sell me on um, on the long shots. I just look at asking myself, betting anyone like north of 70, and even some of those names, um, you know, not to like skip the board, but you talk about the, the Ryan Fox number. The first place I actually went to look to probably bet was Aaron Rye, and then was like, oh my God, they don't want me to bet Aaron Rye. Um, you know, seeing 60 to one, that wasn't a number I was running to click. And we'll let that thought percolate. And as we sit here deeper in the week and deeper half a day later, I'm way less inclined. Do I think want to make that, that pull? And I don't know if any of these guys want to win, they're going to have to, even when KH Lee won the Byron Nelson, it was speed Thomas and Hideki. Like you're going to have to clip the horses, the big boys, and I'm not saying the guys at the very top, but going through like 40 to one, it's just a cavalcade of names. I don't see them all staying down. Like that's impossible to me, nor is that a bold take. Uh, How Tong opened up at 125 by the time I got to him. It live changed on me when I went to go make the bet, but I got him at 110 to one. You know, winning back to back events probably going to be pretty tough for How Tong. But hey, let's not forget that remember he had that amazing he and Brendan Grace in that like horrible weather had one of the best rounds at the Open Championship obviously he's in good form coming in it wasn't just the win he had been stringing together three really good rounds and then one bad round the classic Tommy Fleetwood and then he just put it all together with the most amazing playoff I think I've ever seen for four shots on a par five but I was on him early that's I mean I've made one other bet and we'll circle back to that because it just I, I don't under after I'm using it's, it's like the Ryan Fox barometer right now. Ryan Fox has been in excellent form. If we do want to talk about him for a second, like he obviously lost to Moronk. Moronk had a great back nine after two days of not making a ton of putts and smashing his irons. It went it flipped the opposite on the weekend where the irons were a little bit off, but he was making everything on Saturday and Sunday, which, Hey, I'm good with you. Go make your putts, Polish giraffe. You're winning us money. I love it. Happy to be there on the uh, Adrian Moronk bandwagon when it finally hits. But looking at Ryan Fox, where are you at, Ryan Fox? On the sheet. Second, third, missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Second, 54th. Second, 8th, 9th, 15th. That's his run so, right now. Like, I get why people want to bet him. Yep. And he'll be, you can argue, he's going to be comfort zone on the Euro Tour. Do you know who those results sound a lot alike? Xander? Matt Fitzpatrick, no. Lowry, the guy at twenty-five to one, Patrick Cantley, who anytime we're not in a major, seems like he has a Ryan Fox finish. That's true. Despite his yeah Sunday he... collapse for Xander, so I mean, yeah, I get the Fox thing. I, if I miss it now at like forty-five, I'm just missing it. I don't even think there were big numbers to start though. You say the numbers tumbling, like I think it started small and has only gotten smaller. Um, I, I would agree. Listen, at the site that I primarily use, because DraftKings Sportsbook, not available in my area, but this one is, he's 40 to 1. He is the same number as, and I use the Ryan Fox barometer as another guy who I was like on the fence about betting. And then I just looked at the numbers and they were the same. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm rather bet this guy. I'm just going to go with that. And it's Jordan Spieth. 
Jordan Spieth at 40 to 1, Ryan Fox at 40 to 1. I'm going to take Jordan Spieth. (laughs) Yeah, so that's a great um, place to start. Um, I'm certainly looking at Spieth. I haven't made that bet yet. I mentioned I've bet Hideki, who's custed at 35. Spieth, really interesting to me, Pat. And I'm going to pivot us for just a moment. The week before a major, we always say horrible time to bet a major. You are like looking for crack before, like you're like bugging the drug dealer when he's still asleep. Like you need it that bad. Um, But with so many guys playing this week, like uncharacteristically or just such a large consortium of these top players, like if Spieth or Amorikawa have great starts in Scotland this week, I think their numbers for next week will will, will drop hard. Will drop well, hard. Speed that's that's obvious that's, that's but that's actually impossible because I've just pulled up the open championship odds right now. For example, Morikawa, you can get as deep, I think, at thirty-five to one to win the Scottish Open. Obviously, I bet Spieth at forty to one to win the Scottish Open. Looking at their odds for next week, Morikawa sixteen to one, Spieth twenty to one. Like, if anything, if they don't win, those numbers get way better. Yeah, okay, I was looking somewhere else. Because I've seen some nicer Morikawa numbers. Okay, I mean, that's fair. I'm just going off DraftKings Sportsbook at the moment, but that's what I'm seeing from there. And the fact that their odds are almost double for this week, what they are next week, leads me to believe that they're just keeping those numbers in place. It's like you always say, the guys at the top of the board don't move down. Only guys from the back of the board move up if they play well. Yeah, and like John Rahm or Justin Thomas winning this week, isn't really going to do much to their number. No, it just makes uh, them like the the clear fa- like instead of having four guys with the number one odds, like the four co favorites or three co favorites. There's if John Rahm wins this week, he's the favorite next week by a point over Rory. Yeah, so I I do like where your head is at with speed this week. Forty to one seems great. Any yeah, uh, I don't go out of my way ever to bet speed, but I've been staring at that one. Like uh, like a hawk, and you even mentioned like seems like great value off of next week's lines specifically. And um, I, I'll throw out there that Smith has been kind of bad recently. He had his nice run. He just got disqualified for got picking hit. up a inch putt. That's funny. Yeah, uh, I forgot the rules. I guess in the in the group play, who cares? I, I saw. Ba- I think it was Bearoff tweeted out that he had done <laughs> the same thing in a high school match before. If people don't know. Spieth got DQ'd from the Pro-Am in Ireland because he forgot that there was an individual portion to it. So his partner was in for like the same on the hole. So he missed his birdie putt, just went and picked it up and put it in his pocket, thinking it was, you know, good enough. Our team's got our score. I think he was only DQ'd from the individual portion. I think he was like allowed yes, to yes, continue the Pro-Am. Yes, group is still out there yucking it up, um, certainly. So... I guess uh, Kentley at 25, Hideki at 35, Spieth at 40 would be the players in this range that have the most attention for me. I'll never ignore Willie at a 30, but at the moment, I have a future on him at 70 next week. Ooh, that's um, nice. Yeah, save your, save your load, Willie. Like, don't shoot it early for me, please. Please. Well, this is a great this is a great opportunity to pull like a Victor Hovland and be like, well, or the old school Justin Thomas when he was winning in Hawaii and Malaysia and Mexico. 
The Will Z, you know, he got his first career PGA Tour win. We can't win on May- in mainland America. He can only win overseas or somewhere else. So we can start that narrative if he does take home the Scottish Open. I would prefer he win next week, too. It'd be nice to see a, a culmination of a great major run throughout the course of the year. And really, the history of his career, he's been fantastic at majors. And now he's just been so close so often. But if we do go to the top of the board, it's Rom Scheffler. They're the co-favorites at 12-1. to 1. Thomas is at 14. Xander and Fitz are both 18. Then you have Cantley at 22 on an island by himself. Zalatoris, Morikawa, Cam Smith. I actually, why? Cam? Yeah, Cam, it was it was like Cam, Cam Morikawa, and Zalatoris really do stick out to me. Uh, yeah, for sure. As like the values here at the back end of this, and we think that it's not. I mean, we can talk about like the the elite names haven't won, and that's true. If we go back to last year's Scottish Open, you have the top five guys in this field were Rom, Scheffler, Thomas, Fitzpatrick, and Xander, and they all finished inside the top twelve. They just didn't win. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Again, as it says for me, it kind of starts that twenty five to forty. Uh, I like a handful of names. You mentioned three others who that i have been swimming around morikawa i guess just makes sense staring at his open odds i don't know that i'm totally there yet although the weather is supposed to be nice down and beautiful and he can then go dominate across the pond like it's a beautiful florida afternoon if it's going to play like a florida afternoon i don't know why that doesn't bring sam burns into play here who contends everywhere but even me i think might want to like see it first but i guess last year morikawa i wanted to see him play overseas because he said i've only played like morikawa said something along the lines of last year's scottish open was his first or second time ever competitively playing lynx golf like keeping score for real on a lynx golf course i mean it's it's funny that so much got overplayed because it was the comments that he had made that he like you know the, the turf wasn't agreeing with him yeah, his irons were not contact like he was disgusted how his irons were contacting the turf and then i put red marker through him as we I all did him to, i bet him to miss the cut Pat. <laughs> we did a thing at oc where it's like hey yeah, do your best bet of the year i'm like screw my best bet of the year christmas i want to tell people about my worst bet of the year and that was Cole Morikawa to miss the cut. That being said, the moment he made the cut and looked good, I quickly pivoted like on the on our cut sweat. It was like, okay, I bet him to miss the cut. I look like an idiot. Now that he's here, I actually think he can freaking win. Uh, did I bet the pre-tournament 40s that people like were scared to bet? I did not. And I want to say the only people that bet that were, were people who were way less in our orbit. If that makes like people who were deep in the forest saw those comments and were going nowhere near him. I had a buddy who bet him. I don't know about that because I mean, I flirted with it despite having the same thing. I didn't bet it. So I'm not going to try and take credit for that, but I just looked at it. It's like anytime that you see the more, it was not a popular pick. It was not, no, 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 no. It was not a popular pick, but there's enough people with enough, there's enough people with enough discipline who saw, Oh, 45 next to Colin Morikawa auto bet. I don't care. Uh, that I, I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm sure that certainly did happen, but it just seemed like the people that were just like, not even the most like in-depth golf, like that number is ridiculous. I'm betting him certainly didn't see no comments about the turf. No, uh, but whatever. It was a magical week. He is oh, so good. He, 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 he outran my guys. <laughs> 
He outran everybody. It but, was oh, by the way, I I, I know I know who's winning the Open Championship. By the way, hmm. do you, do you want to know? Yeah, it's Louis. Louis's going to win. Maybe. Louis back in his happy place, a win, a second place, playing well on the live tour, and nothing would ignite the outrage if a live guy won. <laughs> he would be maybe like one of the lesser outraged. Um, it would still happen. Yeah, it would still happen. I, I don't mind that at all. I remember being in a sluzzy Niagara hotel with Pozzola and Hainzer when he won that open championship on an early Sunday morning, all those years ago. And Hey, uh, Louis played more golf lead in golf in than his entire life between uh, the U S open Portland and, and um, the Centurion club. I don't think he's played this much leading golf to a major in the last decade. So you could be onto something and I'm not even glad handing you i, I What's think the number i don't know I, th I don't think it's good let's see here i wish it was better then let's see open championship louie that's yeah, 40 to 1 at DraftKings right now i bet you that's, that's 80 nuts. by the time next week starts yeah i'll bet 80 yeah looking for that number i i don't i i don't i'm saying by the time next week starts oh. 80 is probably the number it's not yeah, 80 it's currently anyway if you did play the very top i guess the big three um is xander a part of the big three pardon is xander one of the yeah, is xander's one of the big four big yeah, i know well i think sure, I, I guess if Z xander I would, would be your pick i would now nah, i think i would take rom i think i like rom the best here I like the familiarity he has. I mean, Fitzpatrick's probably the answer at 18 to 1. I think he mailed in the JP McManus, but Rom at 12 to 1 in this tournament. He's played this tournament before. He's played well. Just seems like, you know, John Rom, it's time to get back on board. Show everyone why you're awesome. I'm, I'm not betting here it. for Rom <laughs> showing people why he's awesome. Um, as we head into this event and even head into next week, Pat. I think we could potentially start we're starting to see like a ceiling of a victory number seeing like 40s crossing 40s are we that lost and if we get to like need a chip the next couple weeks we're in that like tight line we're not like a hosel of rough correct yes what were you saying about the hosel of rough i was uh enamored with the blinking that was going on it was giving me a seizure over here so you're talking about this course versus St. Andrews? What are we talking about? No, I, I was just sort of talking about Victor and his potential experience in Scotland over the next couple of weeks as we are um, certainly, you know, when you go back to Christmas, you're probably getting like double the number for next week than you would have gotten him around Christmas time. I'm seeing 40s flirting with a crossing 40 for, for this week. Um, if the weather's down, don't a lot of these Scottish courses just turn into... You know, just guys can really have their way with these types of courses. When you get into trouble, have I've never played. You think I should know this, but if you get into trouble this week or next week, Greenside, it's more like a a runoff area as opposed to being in some like insane hosel of of rough, like a U.S. Open. 
Um, I mean, like, yeah, does yeah. that have a different impact on Victor's ability to chip or get up and down and save something? I don't know. Until he does it, I think we need to stop making excuses for just hit the ball better. I mean, it was fine. He when was hit the ball better. Go back to being the best, one of the top five ball strikers in the world. Then the shit isn't a problem anymore. It's the fact that he hasn't been playing all that well is the real issue here. And you, how do you think Victor's going to get out of a pot bunker? <laughs> Probably going to struggle. I also, as I'm like tempted, as I see some forties, Pat, remember at the U S open, he was like two under, and then you went away for an hour. He was like six over. Yeah. Like he just made like lost nine strokes in an hour. It felt like, uh, yeah, he's slipping, but the number is it's starting to, uh, starting to peak. Would you want to take, like we talk about this range, like the ones with the most interest for me are Zalatoris, Morikawa, and Cam Smith. They're all 25 to 1. I'm seeing a, let's see here, a Morikawa 30, a Cam Smith 30, and Zalatoris is still at 25. You can bump, bump that up to 27 or 28. But Cam Smith is 30 to 1. Morikawa is 30 to 1. Like, I, I think that's where I'd want to start if I'm going to start. Just go like Cam Smith, Morikawa, Spieth. And you have Hideki in there at 35. Yeah, I like Hideki, Spieth, and probably one of of Hovland. And uh, I would, I would, sorry, uh, Cantley, I would potentially be including in that um, group you mentioned. I'm seeing it as high as 25. I don't know. He's as good and consistent, it seems like, as all those guys. All right, let's go to the mid-tier from 30 to 100. Obviously, I mentioned Spieth pops up in here. He's 30 to 1 or he's 40 to 1 if you go get yourself a nice boost on that Spieth number. Is there anyone else from this mid-tier that you like? Like, obviously, we talked about Ryan Fox already. Neiman is nestled in here. Sungjae, Fleetwood, Cam Young, Corey Connors. Connors actually has some interest to me. Uh, with these fescue greens, like, they can just play really inconsistent be it either really slow, really fast, depending on where they're positioned on the course, what the wind is. Uh, I'm relatively familiar with fescue courses. We have a bunch of them where I live uh, and link style courses. And this isn't a true link style. It's like a parkland slash link style. It's not like exactly what we're going to see at the Open Championship. But then you have like Hatton, who's played well with the J.P. McManus. Your boy Aaron Rye is 60 to 1. Billy Horschel is in here at 60 to 1, which seems like really far back for him in this field yeah. like i don't i get the fox is playing well but like what world is fox 45 to 1 billy horschel who just won the memorial is in there as well like moronk justin rose i actually think this bobby mack number is good 75 to 1 he played well last week he's played well at this tournament why not home t i don't know if it's hometown guy the the countryman coming through bobby mack uh, that might be as deep as you could get me pat i did mention i looked at that um aaron rye number the Billy one certainly stood out to me, as did Max Homa. Uh, I think at 50 seems incredibly fair. Billy was over in Germany playing in the Munich uh, European Tour event a couple weeks ago. I saw him in one of those like walking interviews they do on the course. Uh, say he was yeah, staying over there, had some friends come into England and Scotland to play some buddies golf. So he's probably in a great sort of refreshed headspace. I agree, 60 at DraftKings. Uh, certainly is top of market and seems fair. And do, am I strong enough to avoid Tommy Fleetwood's Renaissance Club history? Probably not. I mean, um, I mean, when you say his history, he came second in a year where the weather was absolutely god-awful, and then he was 26 last year. That's his Renaissance Club history. He's been fine. There's 
Like yeah, put I, it this I way, put it this way. Like a three. I think he missed a four footer to lose to Rye. Um, I remembered that. Well, I mean, if you so. want to go course history guy, just take Lucas Herbert ninth last week, fourth the last two years at this course. Like, <laughs> I mean, he just gonna apparently he has these greens and these like green complexes and the chipping here absolutely figured out. But fifty and above, I don't know. Billy Homa, Horschel or, or Tommy Homa Horschel. Sort of all I'm looking at. Kevin Mitchell. I'm uh, Kevin. Uh, Keith Mitchell. I'm seeing getting some some love. And your boy Bez, Pat. You go back to that. Bez at eighty. Well, I got Bez at fifty last week at the John Deere Classic when I'm pretty sure he was like the highest ranked guy in the field. So. I don't think I'm going to get back there at 80 this week. He does come in a nice form. I mean, I can be talked into it. The problem is, I, I think I'm thinking about Robert McIntyre at 75 to one. Like I'm, that's on the short list for me. I think he comes in in good form, good history. Obviously, he knows how to play this style of golf pretty well. Can adjust to the weather really well too. But other than that, like if you start looking down the board, like I don't really see like why am I going to bet Bez at 80 or even Minwoo, the defending champion, at 90 to one when there's guys that like. 300 to one who I think are like equally as good and have just as good of a chance to win. Yeah. Arnis is, um, is back there. And, uh, I, I wrote, I wrote down a set of names who are like super bombs. I bet. Okay. We'll get to the bombs. Cause I think we're done with this tier. I bet how Tong at 110 to one. He's actually 130 to one at DraftKings Sportsbook right Draft now, Kings. but I wanted to play it with the top five, the each way as well. So I get the five places. So I got him at 110 to one list. Uh, you can get as low as like 160 to one. List has played well in Scotland in the past. We saw Ryan Palmer have a really good week here two years ago, I think, that one of these like American bad putting great ball strikers have real shots here because the greens, if they're inconsistent, can favor some of the crappier putters. So that out goes there. to your Corey Connors that's, little that's uh, why I was, a couple that, minutes ago. That, that's why I was thinking about Connors. He hasn't played in a while, so I have to kind of get there with him. And I'll, I'll run it by Tambo on tomorrow's show. All the final bets will be in the newsletter. But then I just have like a list of like random Euros because I think a random Euro can compete down here. Like Thorbjörn and Olison, it was a big putting week for him at the Irish, but he played incredibly well. He's 180 to one. Maybe these are top 30 bets, top 40 bets. Like screw it. I'm going to bet Fabrizio Zanotti at either top 40, top 20 rates. Cause I think he's 500 to one at the moment, something crazy like that. So you might get like a 10 to one on something crazy. Wacky Valamaki. I was already talking to sky about him. He had finally put together like a good irons week at the Irish Sammy? open. What's that? Sammy. Sa- Wacky Valamaki, Sammy Valamaki. You got brick shit house. Yeah. So he has hundred on DraftKings. Yeah. So he was, fourth two weeks ago in munich then he was 30th last week at the irish couldn't make a putt last week he's had a bad history at this course but he got mdf last year made the cut the year before i think he's one of those guys that if you turn the screws that the weather gets a little bit bad i think that he has a shot i don't know who jack senor is or jack senior as he probably likes to be called but i just remember him from this tournament last year he came 10th then all of a sudden he finished 37th last week i think he was in the second to last group he had a really bad sunday but he's another one who just kind of pops up he's like a thousand to one but johans vermin or verman another guy i like i mean i just hit moronk a guy i've been following for a while and i wanted him to get there verman was top 10 he tied with justin thomas at this tournament last year coming off a pretty good week so i think there is a group of random euros you can get to like edward molinari what is the vermin number uh 175 to one i believe yeah we left so we left the thousand uh 
Because I was about to say Sharma's a thousand, who's actually been playing decent. In you see, see, I thought he had been playing well too, so I went and looked into it. He has not been playing well. Okay, that could be my fault. I follow an Indian golf reporter who incessantly tweets about good things that guy does. Well, that's the thing. You you can think that players are having good weeks and good tournaments because you hear something good about whatever random tournament they're playing in, then you just don't ever look back. Like, like I thought that Rasmus Hogard had a really good week last week because when I was doing the first with the preview show, the research show after round one, it's like, oh man, dude couldn't make a putt but was fire with his irons and shot a 70 it's like this is a guy who can make a run and i went and looked at him on sunday i was like where the hell is rasmus hogar he shot 78 on friday and missed the cut so sometimes stuff gets leaked into your head that isn't actually true like sharma's recent results miscut 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 14th miscut 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 wow yeah not great um a lot of people kirk kitty seemed like a really popular pick last week in um the irish open and i guess 70 50 to one in that sort of field Seeing 350 this week, obviously there's a huge class difference, but um, he's a guy that would be comfortable in um, sort of on this. And uh, Tim's boy, Callum Taron. Well, that was Tim's new boy after MJ Duffy blew it at the U.S. Open. Um, yeah. Lee Hodges is 250, but I think I'm betting him at 40 to 1 to win the Barbasol. Oh, is he one of the, so... the, the double listed guys? Yeah, I'm seeing a double list, but he's on my Barbasol shortlist at the moment. So now I'm a little confused. So I think the the ones, like, in all seriousness, where I'm going to get to, I mean, is Mav Antcliffe still in the field? Because I love, I mean, I'm going to secretly bet Maverick Antcliffe. So he's, you're going, like, you're not going just to random Euro. Like, when you said random Euro, like, Olison, okay. Like, you are going well beyond rando Euro. Yeah. It feels like. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fun. Oh, man, how is No, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just... Pointing it. How uh, has Carlberg been playing? He's made two cuts in Russell a row. Knox, 250. He dissed the live guys yesterday. It's probably because he wasn't made an offer to go play on the live tour. Well, that's the other part of it. It's like you play well for your mini goals, but like you're honestly, there's guys like, I got to play well to get on the attention of live. I'm sure that's in the back of people's mind here. So, like playing well, get me their attention, especially if I'm a young player. Like if I'm Goddard up. If I'm like, is it like, buddy, you do this like one or two more times, like I'm going to get a phone call with a lot of numbers that I don't recognize. I would almost be positive Goderup got that phone call and said no. Okay, maybe because there's a lot of guys, the Cody, um, what's his name? You think I should know it? The one that uh, has been uh, great. Pearson like Cootie? Yeah, Pearson Cootie is like, I've gotten the phone call and I don't want to watch my friends play on the PGA Tour and I'm not there. Like, uh, I'll, they I'll, could give me all the money put, in the world. But I don't want to watch my friends play on the PGA Tour without me. I think if your name is Pearson Cootie and you're a professional golfer, I don't think the money matters to you, man. I, I think you. Get, I don't think there's enough money to pay the money you don't already have. <laughs> oh, sort of like he's um, like from the. I, I not don't. Quite I, I, Apple, but but that's yeah okay. Yeah, I, sure. I I don't know that for sure, but a professional golfer with that name just sounds like you come from a lot of money. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. Yep. Makes. Okay. I, I mean, I follow. Like, there's no chance that you're probably going to get Mav McNeely over on the live tour. I don't think he needs the money. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Um, I don't think so. Cam Young, 60 to one. Yeah, we're well still past getting... that. You should have brought him up before if you liked him that much. His, I've just said, just caught that. He's still getting his respect. That, that sort of like the Davis Riley open championship number you posted yesterday. Yeah. I don't think he's in the open championship. That's the funny part. <laughs> 
So even if you like, if you went to rush to bet that fifty to one Davis Riley number, and he's not in the field, you don't get your money back on that. That's considered a future bet, and that you lose that bet. Don't make that mistake of betting guys who aren't in the field yet. Yes, at this moment in time, the major bets are still future wagers. It would be like betting a guy to win league MVP uh, to some sports books. He could. Nothing has to happen. Uh, you could just lose your bet. Um, yeah. Or spending someone to be president. Like they don't have to actually run to be president uh, for you to lose your bet. It's a future wager. Some books with a good faith. Seemingly I've seen relent on, on some of that. There's so much competition in the marketplace and that continues to, to grow. Um, yeah. I don't know. Still crossing a hundred seeing crazy discrepancy on the Vic Perez number Pat like as low as 65 as high as 125 he's had some he had a win in there but he's had some Ryan Fox light uh little run it feels let's see Perez uh, that's Mito Mito since he's been Andrew curse has just been gone awful let's see yeah he had he had the first third follow-up with a miscut in 53rd so he's kind of cooled off a bit but I mean I made the case I don't for... mind Mito okay Sell me on Edie, I thought was kind of fair. Uh, he's right there with Bobby Mack. I guess I'll look. I, th- I think I, I think I would take Bobby Mack. Top twenties at this course the past two years, coming off a T thirteen in Ireland, breaking up a string of like pretty bad performances. Like it's listen, you can you can argue this ever, any way that you want. Like I'm gonna bet Spieth he comes in playing poorly off of a hot run, and my thinking is. Well, he doesn't really play the Scottish. He's never played this course. But even when he was bad for him, Spieth, we would bet him. At, I mean, I would bet him at the Open Championship because there's something about these style of courses that just, I think, fit his eye really well. So I'm going to go with Spieth. I'm going to overlook the poor form in no course history. And then if I want to make my argument for Bobby Mack, well, he was in really terrible form, but had one good performance, albeit a lot of it with the irons too. Like when I went to look at the strokes gain numbers, it's what you would want to see out of someone. I really wish Lowry was playing because he had a great week and couldn't make a fucking putt all week. But, you know, good course history, one good event coming in. So like you can talk yourself into anything with this. For the long shots, like the legit ones that I was looking at, I bet Tong, John Catlin, Johan Vermeen, and Wacky Valamaki, the Finnish Flash, would be like the three super long shots. And then I, I'm going to bet Zanotti in some sort. I don't think they're offering top Paraguayan bets, but top 40, top 30, it's going to pay a lot. He and Valamaki as like a top 30, top 40 type player, probably going to play like what it cost to bet John Rom to win. Probably going to pay what it costs John Rom. Like, John Rahm is what, like 10 to 1 at some places, 12 to 1? Like, that might be their top 30 bets. <laughs> um, I don't really have much. I'm going to lose most of my money between 25 and 50. I, I get that the long shots are, are live here, but I'll be consistent where I lose my money. Am I Justin Rose, Pat? Of late, we've been a sneaky upturn there. 75 to 1 on DraftKings, which seems like a market peaking number. As low as 50 on most of the other books. I don't know. Do you want to invest in Justin Rose here? No, no. but I don't want my bot. I'm just, I guess, asking because, you know, I. it does seem like there's some nice golf at the moment. Yeah, he came fourth, then he came 37th. Then we haven't seen him in two weeks. 
And there was a miscut before, and I feel like he had a top 15 at the PGA Championship. He did. A uh, bit of a mixed bag, but he's starting to find it as a Rose hater uh, for the bit. I want to say I'm noticing that there's some life, and it would be really for, like, all the storylines that, like, want to be created. I, it's certainly not at the top, but I think at some point it would be nice. Uh, and I think when we even did the show two weeks ago, I was a full fade on Jason day, but I said, if he plays great, like I'll cheer for him. Cause I would love in this moment versus live for like a day or a rose. I don't know to like find that moment again before they have to go, you know, take the oil, I guess there's back so end for you, Justin. I'm rooting for you. There's back end like American guys that could be all right here. Like Alex Smalley. Is in this field. He's been playing pretty well. Rosner's actually playing pretty well coming in. He is back to back top twenties. Buckley is is Buckley in this field or is he in the other field? I don't think he's in this field. I thought I just saw his name. I might have changed pages. You were already is moving Taylor on to the Barbasol. Moore, though. All right. Well, let's let's screw these guys. Let's go over to the Barbasol. Oh, sorry. Barbasol he is listed, but he's not in the field. Sorry. Barbasol Championship, the Matt Wiley Open, as I like to call it here. I'm really I mean, Mark Hubbard's the favorite at DraftKings Sportsbook at 16 to 1. He is not the favorite in other places. I think that Goderup's 22 is best in market at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm seeing 20 or 22 in other places. I'm thinking about just betting Goderup and letting it ride. Okay. I was almost on that plane because I do like Goderup, although. He might not still be hung over because I know he's at like the beach enjoying his time and uh, sending gifts looking for his money. Oh my God, what that must feel like. See that direct deposit? Woo! They don't give you, Christopher. They don't give it to you in one giant check? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, I don't mind it. 22 to 1. DraftKings, I. I Wish it was higher, but but I could see it. But it's got her up at, at 22, Lee Hodges, Pat, that, at 50. I, hey, I, I talked up Lee Hodges last week. I even made a live bet on him at the John Deere, and just the putter couldn't come through for him. Yeah, so Lee Hodges at 50, um, Hayden Buckley, 40, and I'm you, you might laugh at me, but I'm thinking about Chesson Hadley at 35. Thinking about it. That's Thinking so, like, I, I gave a look. Like, I was considering Sam Ryder at 35. Back-to-back, uh, -back, I mean, the last two times he's played this course, it's been a third and it's been a seventh. And when you go look at his numbers, like, the finishes aren't good, but he just has lost the ability to drive the ball for whatever reason, but the irons are still fire. And he's never been this bad off the tee at any point in his career, so maybe he continues to go down that path. It turns out really poorly, and he turns into the new Harris English, where five years later we take a look at Sam Ryder. It's like, oh, yeah, he's back. What happened to Sam Ryder? Oh, he figured out how to drive the ball again. Excellent news. Or this is just like a momentary blip, and he can actually put it all back together. Obviously, he likes this course. I wouldn't bet. I mean, poor Pendrith. Why does Pendrith keep Christian. entering these tournaments and then withdrawing? Did he withdraw again? No, he's, he's still in this tournament, but he withdrew last week from the John Deere, and he withdrew from yeah. the Canadian Open after being in the field. Uh, and I almost thought about betting him last week at like 80, 90 to 130. I guess, you know, you're still just hoping if he's healthy, he's fine. But how healthy can he be? He's withdrawing. Here's the problem with this week at the Barbasol. 
All the losers that I like to bet that are like like Kelly Craft last week. I bet Kelly Craft at 200 to 1. You know, he gave us a moment. He ended up T24 last week. So it's still like two top 30s in his past three starts for Kelly Craft. Uh, he was second at this course three years ago. He's like 50 to 1 this week. I don't want to bet Kelly Craft. And the 50 field to strength one. isn't all that, like, it's still a lot of chumps. Like Austin it's Cook. Not like last Aust- week's Austin field Cook, for example. I think you could bet Austin Cook this week, but what are his odds? They're like ridiculous, aren't they? <laughs> He's seventy to one. That one's actually not so bad. Like, do we? Would you rather bet one of these like generic, run of the mill, maybe in decent form PGA guys, or would you take a shot at like Nicholas Nogard Moller or like these euros that the books don't seem to know how to price, who could be like the best players in this field for all we know? Which euro are you referring to? I mean, like Nikolai Nikolai von Dellenschlag. Like he's someone who's in this field staring at that one um yeah like you could bet on marcel seams ponytail well he's like uh, 70 the, years old i would probably stay away from him the canadian aaron cockrell i was thinking about guys that like normally like we know of on the euro tour like mike lorenzo vera who was you know tied for a lead at the pga championship once um like what about the yeah, what, what it's been Espen Kofsted, that, who was battling I saw last week? Oh man, I, imagine if he gets his first USA win before uh before Vic? Team Norway. Smotherman sixty five. So you we were just off the Euros now. We're we're on to Smotherman? I don't have any Euros to give. I, I don't I don't know. Okay, I mean, I, I mean, I was looking at Espen Kofad too. It felt like after his performance at the Irish, he's been okay. Like I don't know how, if he's any great shakes, but it just seemed like a deeper number on him than run of like Andrew Novak, for example. <laughs> Should let people know that the DP World Tour Picks and Bet Show with Tom and Sky is going to be live at 2.30 Eastern on Wednesday on Mayo Media Network. Uh, you know, they push it to the holiday. You know, they're doing the Scottish. Might as well do a live show for that. Maybe we'll do another one next week as well and 9.15 a.m. Eastern time with Tambo and I on Mayo Media Network. So sub to the channel as well. I, it seems like you don't want to talk about the Barbasol, so we can move on. No, I don't know. I just don't really have any... I have, I have nothing to say about these Euros that I feel like I've never heard of uh my eyes are on like taylor moore 50 lee hodges 50 buckley rider 40 shit now there's like a card and i want to bet got her up so yeah i don't know i bet you i can throw down three to five names on this sucker well my guy john i like it i'll lose money on the scottish in the morning and then some afternoon losing on the barbasol you know later in the day our guy don't mind it our guy actually miss the barbasol during the open there's a nice way to like I will not. Actually that, that those weeks got really expensive. A major with a subfield. Yeah. At least this'll yeah. I'll be well, able to keep myself more chilled this week. Well, Barracuda's next week. So that's running opposite the open. <gasps> Stableford scoring. Fun times. Yeah, like my guy like guys I enjoy to bet on, Kelly Craft, Austin Cook, John Uh? Like they're just wildly overpriced this week. So I'd probably just go Sam Ryder, got her up, call it a week. Maybe Espen Lad. 
whoever that guy's name is. Maybe I'll bet him. I'll try to find a Euro. I'll, I'll talk to Tom. I'll talk to Sky, see if they have uh, some insight. Because I know I've bet this Nikolai Nograd Muller from Denmark before. I think he just absolutely annihilates the ball. And he seems to be like a reasonable number. Maybe I'll go to him. Either way, let's wrap it up. We'll do the quick picks and the one and dones right now. How Tong and Spieth are the only two that I'm in on right now. 40 for Spieth. I would still probably bet it at 30 and 35. Uh, How Tong at 110 with the five places. He's 130 on DraftKings Sportsbook, so maybe you can get even better top five numbers on him there as well. And I'm just mulling about. I think I'm just going to go Morikawa and Cam Smith with Spieth. And I think that might be my card. Connors and Bobby Mack are going to get my look from that mid-range. I can find a 60 on Connors, and it was 75 on Robert McIntyre. You can play those with the each ways as well in the five places. Those could pay out pretty well. And then, like I said, like... Catlin, Verman, Valamaki, Zanotti. Yeah, I'll probably throw five bucks on Antcliffe at 2,500 to one and maybe a top 40 on him. I think those are like the looks I want to have. And I'm going to recircle with Lucas Herbert. There's something about this course in Lucas Herbert. He's playing good golf. And I mean, everyone knows on the DP World Tour, there's only one way to win, Jeff. Make 50 foot putts on Sunday. That's it. <laughs> DP World Tour is wild. <laughs> uh sundays foxy almost came back and got that thing uh it seems like it happens every every week for me the bets that are in hideki 35 speed 40 just placed it okay uh just placed it on the boost and uh yeah don't just look away tommy fleetwood 50 um we're gonna come back in for maybe a cantley or a willie um yeah we're going to come back in for a Cantley or a Willie, I think. And on the other side, at the Barbasol, I don't know. I've made no bet yet, but I'm confident I bet Lee Hodges at 50 to 1. And I'm going to get Lee Sam Ryder at 40 to 1. Yeah, um, I'm just going to go. I think I'm just going to go Goderup and Ryder and maybe talk myself into a bomb. Sweet. Yeah. Enhanced win on Goderup, 22 to 1. Great. Oh, and that number's not going anywhere. People want to bet Goderup, right? It seems like it. Um, well, it means we're off to one and done. One and done picks for the Scottish Open. I ain't- What's Goderup's number if he finishes like last week at 14 under par instead of 17 under par and doesn't like dominate the last hour of the coverage, I assume? Probably 25 or 28. So it's fine. I have retaken the lead in the one and done after two of the past three really good weeks. I had the second place with Scotty Scheffler at the U.S. Open. I had the second place with Bez last week. Your Webb Simpson misses the cup. Brendan Thod gets like 20 grand. So I have vaulted back, charging, making a push here towards the end of the season. Tim has taken Hideki Matsuyama as his one and done. I'm shocked he hadn't used him already, but here we are. Who do you want to take as your one and done? I'm trying to see. Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, you've used Fleetwood already, sir. Jordan, well, you if it's your turn, then go. I, I'm trying to figure out who I want to pick here. Then I'll take Spieth. Have you used Spieth yet? You used uh, Spieth two weeks ago up. at the Travelers. I used Spieth? I didn't bet him. <sighs> Giggle away, boys. Giggle away. Morikawa. I've used Morikawa. I've used Rom. I've used Connors, Spieth, Hovland, Cam Smith. Have I used more? Have I used Thomas? Justin Thomas? 
Yeah. Let's see here. No, you have not used Justin Thomas. Sure. Give me Justin Thomas. JT for Jeff. Hideki. That you speak two weeks ago. Hideki for Cust. And who the hell do I have left here? I, I've been I've burned through a lot of the top end guys. I don't have I used Xander? I have used Xander. Good God. I have like no one left. Now, let me look at you this. You got a big lead. You just go. go I, 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 don't, right I, I don't have a big lead. I just passed Cust for the first, like, I've been last place for three months. Oh, God. Uh, have I used Will Z? Oh, no. You know what? I, I don't think I've used Fitzpatrick yet. Let's see. Fitz. No, I'll use Matt Fitzpatrick as my one and done in our three man competition. All right. That was fun. Rate and review the podcast for ballots on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for a draw to that cold, hard cash $500 USD cash giveaway and a master's black polo. The newsletter is another way to get ballots in. So go subscribe to that down in the description. The final bets, the weather, everything like that will be in there. Plus the way to find out to get the max ballot entry if you want your hands on that 500 bucks. Bobby, there's probably free money that goes along with that as well. Uh, Jeff, what do you got going on this week? Uh, odds checker talking all the golf with uh, Rick Gaiman over at BetSperts. Be doing it with those guys. Um, go find that. And yeah, I don't know. Getting ready to start doing some football stuff as well, Pat. 65 days. So you dropped that running backs piece with Seeley yesterday. Always flattered to see Eckler hyped up so lovely and enjoyed all of that. So yeah, I don't know. 65 days till football. Get here sooner, please. Yeah, I had the first-tier wide receiver ranking show with Leone last week. Sealy dropped on Monday. We're going to be doing part twos of both those shows. I'm actually recording with Leone later today for a release on Thursday. So a jam-packed two weeks of the PME. We had foot, we had research, football, this show, live show, football rankings, research show for the Open, DraftKings picks on the weekend, this show next Monday, me and Rick on Tuesday, the live show on Wednesday. And I'm thinking about dropping the uh, the old cuss corner with Kenny Kim next Thursday. Thinking about it, at least. Or I might have to go football on that one. Uh, I don't know. I think we're actually very much due for a cuss corner. We haven't had anything fresh since the Custies, Pat. It's true. And it's a good one with Kenny. Good. I want it. All right. Well, Cuss Corner next Thursday, but only if we get those rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts as well. <laughs> so thank you all for watching. Smash the like on the way out. And I'll see you next time. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.